Welcome to the Share Chair Podcast, where we tell each other stories and learn from listening. Hi, welcome to the Share Chair Podcast. We're here at uh, Hamilton High School with former student Ellie Flambeau. Graduated last year, right, Ellie? Yep. And now you said you are at Baker? Yep, in Muskegon. In Muskegon. What are you going into? Baking and pastry arts. Oh, nice. Yeah. Now, Ellie, you came in before the school year started, uh, one of the teacher professional development days to, to talk to us about, about mental health. I, I thought it was um, incredibly powerful that you guys came in and, and shared your stories and, and what you had gone through. So take us a little through like your high school career. Let's say the first three years. There's not really much to tell. I was just the nerd. Like <laughs> <laughs> I had my core group of friends and that was about it. I didn't do sports or anything like that. Everyone's just like, yeah, she's the smart girl. Go to her if you have homework questions. Yeah, so, the, the resource for everyone. Yeah, basically, yeah. I can't even tell you how many friends I tutored through classes. Um, yeah, I didn't really deal with anything up until my senior year. So there was nothing during those years that anyone would have said, oh, that's a red flag, or there's there weren't any, any warning signs or anything like that? Um, I don't think so necessarily, but professionals might say otherwise. Um, my parents got divorced when I was in first grade, and that was pretty tough on me. So I had some depression around that time, and it just kind of followed me through, okay. but it just kind of faded. So then what, what what happened? Tell us a little bit about your story. All right. Well, it sounds really cheesy and like high school drama, but my depression literally started on a day. Like, I can tell you September 11, 2016 was the day my depression started. It was because of a breakup, a really, really bad breakup. Um, you know, there weren't really any signs before, but that breakup was just so bad that it just triggered it all and a bunch of different things piled on top of each other and it just kind of spiraled out of control. For, for people that have never experienced it, what's that like on a daily basis? Oh, it's honestly horrible like I wouldn't wish wish it on my worst enemy um, the first couple weeks after the breakup I would just spend every morning just like sobbing because um, I didn't want to go to school I didn't want to get out of bed I wished I didn't wake up um, I remember there was one morning that I used to drive my brother to school when he was in the middle school and uh, I was going to drive him to school and I was crying so hard that my mom didn't think that she that I wanted him to see me like that so she made him ride the bus and I drove myself to school just crying the whole way. It was like a half hour drive at the time because it was the middle of winter huh. and um, you know like it's just so hard to get out of bed and get things done like I'm a super motivated person naturally mm -hmm. so I managed to hide it really well because I could make myself do it even though I didn't want to but for some people like you know if you see grades slipping that didn't happen to me but that happens to so many different people like, you just stop caring like you're so engrossed in what's going on that you can't think about anything else was it something that you hid at school, did you, did you did you intentionally try to hide it from other students? Um, I didn't really hide how I was feeling. I hid the severity of it. Okay. Like, I remember I was talking to um, Carlson, one of the teachers, 
and um, he used to be my neighbor, so I've known him since I was like two or three. And I was talking to him about it when I was in his psychology class, and he's like, you know what, I saw, like I could tell something was up because I've known you for so long. Like I could just see it on your face, you know, your appearance slipped a bit. Like I, like, I usually wear a nice shirt and jeans mm-hmm. and I have my hair done, but I lived in sweatshirts and ponytails. So I, that was unusual for me, but as far as feelings went, I was really just like in myself and I didn't really let on how bad it was. Like my friends knew what was going on, but they didn't realize like how much it was They didn't affecting. realize how severe it was. Mm-hmm. They just knew that, that you, that there was a breakup and that you were upset and Mm-hmm. And struggling to struggling with that. Yeah. As someone who's been through it, do you do you have any suggestions to people that are, are that want to help and don't have any clue as to how to approach that? It's, That's a tough one. Yeah, it's hard for every person. Like I always get the question, what do you wish people did differently in your situation? It's like I really don't know. Like people came up to me and they talked to me and it's like that didn't really help. So when you're approaching people, especially students that you might not be super close to or you're just like, hey, I noticed that you're a little different, but I don't know you super well, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, there's really no one way to approach it. You just have to think about the student and like you can talk to them and just straight up tell them like, this is what I'm seeing. Should I be concerned? And they might lie. They might be like, I'm fine. Like everything's fine. It's just I'm struggling a little bit right now because I know I would have lied. It's very, very common for people to say, it's fine, I'm fine. I still say that. And you have to keep in mind that for some people, like I said, my normal was already kind of down. Every person's red flags are different. Did you find that, were there people that were kind of dismissive, that were just kind of, oh, you're fine, you'll get over it. Did you did you encounter much of that? Hamilton is so accepting, I feel like. But the thing is, is that I found myself denying it more like I was just kind of like I'm fine I'm fine why am I not getting over this especially because it was one specific event that triggered Mm -hmm. it it was like why am I so disappointed like why am I so heartbroken so like three weeks later I was still crying every morning I was like something's not right but I should just get over it and like I developed depression and anxiety like having both is very common like it's Mm -hmm. super super common and so I was just like why am I getting so nervous about this like this is just like in my head, I was thinking, I was like, this is stupid. <laughs> like, I should not be feeling like this. Like, I was dismissing myself. What did you end up doing? Was there a point where you sought out professional help? Well, um, I actually began self-harming in October. Okay. So this um, was about a month after mm-hmm. it had started? Yeah, a little over a month. Um and self-harming isn't just cutting. It's also burning, starving yourself. That's what I did. I would burn myself in the shower. Um, just with the water? Mm-hmm. I turned it up so hot that like I could barely even breathe through the steam. Oh, jeez. Um, and we had concrete floors underneath our linoleum in our bathroom. I'd sit there and bash my forehead on them. Um, and I stopped letting myself eat. That's also part of... Um, I developed anorexia, but at the beginning it was self-harm. And there was one time that I cut the top of my hand right behind my knuckles, and it was really bad. And um, I called my friend crying, 
like not even five minutes after I did it and I was like I couldn't believe I just did this like this is crazy you hear about it in class and you're like why why does that seem like it's an answer it's not an answer it's obvious that's not gonna make it better but I called my friend and she deals with depression and anxiety too and she's like if you don't tell your mom because you're hurting yourself I'm gonna tell her like I care about you that much Mm -hmm. that I'm willing to rat you out to get help Hmm. so she was like just get help and I was like okay so I talked to my mom and she was going to get me into therapy but um there was a big waiting list which really sucks yeah (laughs) yeah because like it's it's like I need help now and I can't get it like I literally cannot get the help I need um so what did you what where'd you go from there I honestly just went down yeah I um just it spiraled out of control to the point where I tried to kill myself. I overdosed on Tylenol. The lethal dose of Tylenol is 10 milligrams, and I took um, 25, which is 55 500 milligram pills. Um, I took them in school. I took them in second hour before class started. And I went to the hospital and all that stuff, and that's when people realized how severe it was. And they, all the doctors were like, you need to get help now. Like, you need to see a therapist, you need to see a psychiatrist, you need to see all these people. So they kind of helped speed up the process. Even though you could then step back and kind of rationally think about it and say, why am I doing this? What am I, in that moment, Mm -hmm. is it almost to the point where it's like you don't even have control of, of what you're doing the depression kind of takes control or it's not really lack of control it's impulsivity like I get really impulsive okay um and when I get down I just think like oh this is gonna make everything better like you have no idea why but you're just thinking like somehow it's gonna this is gonna fix all my problems if I cut myself if I burn myself if I do something it's gonna make me feel better and then you're like that didn't help at all so in the end you can look back at it and say that was stupid but in that moment it, mm-hmm. it seems like a a solution of sorts yeah. or something to relieve the, the depression. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's probably one of the hardest things for other people to understand probably is is that helpless feeling. I would assume it's a very helpless feeling. Yeah. So then what, what happened after after the hospital? Um, I just attended therapy. I went to my psychiatrist and got medication. Um, medication isn't for everyone though, so people have to know that. Like, just because you have depression doesn't mean you have to be on medicine. Um, and I just kept getting help. And to be honest, at the beginning of the month, on October 2nd, I went back to the mental hospital. I was talking to my psychiatrist and my medicine wasn't working. And I was like, you know what? Like, I want to die again. I'm to this point again like I've thought about overdosing I've thought about drinking antifreeze so this continues to be you know something that you battle with on on on, or struggle with on a daily basis yeah I think that once you try to kill yourself it's just constantly in your mind like I'm just it's not only that I'm necessarily contemplating it but it's just like you know what like I tried to kill myself I tried to do something that people think like when you're rational, you're like, that's not that's not gonna solve anything. Why mm-hmm. would you ever do that? And then you go and do it and you're like, you know what, that would have solved my problems. Like I would have been dead, but my problems wouldn't be my problems anymore. Um, 
so you're just constantly thinking about it and you're constantly like what would I do differently what would I have done to make that work like and I just constantly think like why did I do at school okay well it's because I didn't want to die alone so it's like okay next time don't do it at school don't do it around people do it something that works fast like I was just constantly thinking about what would I have done differently and then I was realizing that's not normal that's not okay to think about and it just kept getting worse and worse do you do you have any advice for those students that that are going through similar things to what you went through you know everyone that's going to be listening to this i'm sure they're going to be like she's going to say don't give up but i was thinking about this on my way here and it's okay to give up it's okay to go to someone and say like i'm not okay i can't keep doing this and it's okay to go to a mental hospital so by give up you mean get help yes not like not like it's okay to give up and go to a hospital and walk away from the situation it's okay to say like this is not okay like it's okay i'm not fine i've been saying i'm fine but i'm not it's Mm -hmm. okay just not hide it anymore to give up trying to fight it so where where are you at now in in your your story I really don't know like I don't know it's just really blurry are are things improving um I mean they've improved since yeah. I've been in the hospital but they're kind of stagnant right now they're kind of progress is kind of dormant mm-hmm. per se um, which is normal it's totally normal it sometimes takes years to get depression and anxiety under control and all that stuff so I mean I'm improving very very slowly I don't see it but my therapist has told me like hey you're doing great like this little milestone has been great like a lot of people don't get there so like if you don't see that improvement tell someone like Mm -hmm. if you're seeing a therapist or a psychiatrist tell them like hey I'm not seeing improvement and they will tell you like you're improving or they'll be like no you can do some different stuff yeah this uh, this is all I mean very powerful stuff I think this is something that that so many more people need to know about and and I think what you're doing with sharing that with coming in and talking to us I, I really think it's doing so much more than you have any idea maybe you do I don't know but I, I but I can tell you it's doing so much to educate people and and to raise the empathy towards others. Thanks so much. This I think this this is great. Great that you're willing to share and, and get that out there so people can learn from that and and, and be a help to others. So yeah, No problem. Yeah, thank you.